on last week's Irrevelations. If somebody is my fucking direct lackey, everyone needs to respect him like he's me. He's like, hey, man, I'm, everyone else is bowing for me. Why won't you bow? And he's like, fuck you, I'm Mordecai. And he's like, dude, what the fuck is that guy's deal? And here's the thing about plot and holocaust back then it wasn't done all willy-nilly basically esther living her life doing her thing right mordecai starting at the gate go gather together all the jews her in the city and start fasting for me do not eat or drink for three days night or day and when it's done i'm gonna go to the king wish me luck let's do this Woo! i will give you anything you want half the kingdom she's like oh i was just um thinking about having a barbecue get a 75 foot tall pole and have the king sit Mordecai's sweet little ass down on it and impale him on this pole. Oh. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg launching Pillow Company to compete with MyPillow. Uh, Announcing his plans on Twitter, Hogg wrote, Mike Lindell isn't going to know what hit him. This pillow fight is just getting started. Jesus Christ. It's so fucking it's so parts bleak. of the company. It is it is kind of fun. I mean it's 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 I don't know what to think about, but let his final like yes, we are starting a company. His official tweet. Key parts of the company. Union made in America to create jobs that support American families, have an emphasis on supporting progressive causes, not attempt a white supremacist overthrow of the United States government. <laughs> Those are the three. <laughs> uh man. Important now to choose a pillow. Based on their affiliation with uh, a white supremacist overthrow of the government. Uh, I mean, it's obviously just a cash grab, right? Like, let's. It is kind of funny because he's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." It's make a funny joke. In the first it's, year, it's yeah. a funny one-off joke. It they're starting a pillow company. All right. Yeah, that's that's the worst part, and I I honestly wonder if him being the uh, bullets were flying at me, darling. Uh, versus capitalist pig hate which one will win out yeah will he continue to be the media darling or will he become another capitalist jeff bezos slumlord i don't see those are both media darlings what are you fucking talking about (laughs) well i guess media darlings are like millennials you know i mean jeff bezos literally owns a significant chunk of the media so (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point uh yeah i don't know I, i i i don't like david hogg no, I feel like I've come out on that, but um, I don't I want don't, him to get. I didn't want him and his friends to get shot at, but I don't like. Yeah, him. I wouldn't corner him in the street and call him a crisis actor. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're not. I'm we're not, not running for Congress. We're not MTG but, in it here. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't like David Hogg uh, as a person. I just fucking hate him. But um, yeah, right. I mean, it's a stupid stunt, the pillow thing. Whatever. He's gonna make a bunch of money off it. He's gonna make a bunch of money anyways, right? Like that's. I don't. I don't 
But here's the thing. I don't know anyone that likes David Hogg. I don't uh, think he's got a strong brand. I think he, I, I, I think he's a puppet who's manipulated for anti-gun crusades. I just don't think there's anything likable about that. Not necessarily like. Unfortunately, you're wrong. He has. I'm mass- wrong. People like him. Yeah, he has a massive following. Um, uh, mostly like. I I don't want to throw this. I don't want to be that guy, but people like your parents. Love them. <laughs> you know, like boomer uh, libs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They yeah. do. They do. They're like, oh, finally, some young kid stand up for what he believes. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Finally, a young man brave enough to start a pillow company. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to stand up. It's like, um, I don't know. It's like my parents also fucking love. Um, who's that Swedish girl? That Oh, Greta. Also- Greta, Greta Thunberg. Oh yeah, finally, young kids standing up to that mean Mr. Trump. Yeah. Uh, but the second, but the second David Hogg goes. By the way, we should have universal health care. They're gonna cut him loose in an instance. Yeah, know? yeah. But he's not gonna do that. David David Hogg is gonna be a pretty centrist lib, I would imagine, going down the line. I, yeah. But uh, I mean, the funny thing is, obviously, both Greta and David. It's funny that you, you bring them together. They're both like the business end of a massive PR effort. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not wrong, per se, right? Like, they both, I think, the causes behind, you know, protecting the environment, reversing some of these uh, global warming trends that we're experiencing, good idea, right? Mm. Uh, making guns harder for, like, kids to get to shoot up their school, good idea. Yeah, mm. I'm fine with that. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. I know, I'm not... The shooter was 18. He, if he's old enough to... Yeah, but uh, he was, like, fucking, you know, an idiot. Like whatever, whatever. He's an American citizen. If he wants to shoot, him. yeah. So is Adam Lanza and and yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you th- this week I have been especially damaged. Uh, I saw. I know I posted the our our, our fantasy football feed because that's where I put everything. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. That's how we life. keep track of this stuff. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you keep tabs on me. Is um, our league hates us, by the way. In case anyone's wondering. <laughs> uh. I saw two things that heavily disturbed me. I saw the shooting in, oh, I don't even know, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Wisconsin. Was it over the snow? The the guy that shot two people to death? Oh, yeah, yeah. Over that the just... whole snow shoveling incident? Yeah. Man, people and... that... Okay, anyways, go on. No, I was just going to say... Speaking of your that... parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. Oh, people that brandish weapons? Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> yeah, um... But just the angry was, neighbor situation is what I was. That referring. one was fucky. Yeah, uh, that was one of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen. Because uh, he shoots them and then he comes back and double taps them in the head and stuff. Like twice, it's, right? It's, it's with angry. different guns. He shoots her in the head twice with a handgun. I, I, I wish I. I'm gonna like look up more information. We're gonna retcon it later, I guess. I don't know, but he he shoots them both. One of them goes down. The two people he shot were being cunts. Not that yeah. that justifies their murder, but cuts. Yeah. If he had just punched him and his bitch wife in the face, that would have been fine. But because he shot them, now we have to feel bad, which I don't. But right. Um, they're they're shoveling snow onto his yard from their driveway, which is across the fucking street. Oh, so really? They're just they were going out of their way to shovel snow from their driveway into his yard across the street. Oh no, I'm on he his side out, now. He comes outside. Hey, man, can you guys stop? And they go, fuck you, pussy. You're a fucking queer. You ain't going to do shit about it. Eat my ass. We'll make your life a living hell. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus. just unloads into them. 
shoots them, goes goes back inside. The neighbors are like, what's going on? And she's on, one of them, the woman is in the street screaming, help me, help me. The neighbors come out, what's going on? Call 911. And then he comes back out of the house with the AR-15, walks in the middle of the street, double taps on their head. You should have kept your fucking mouth shut. Bang, bang. Yeah. Then goes into the other guy's house and goes, pussy, huh? And then shoots him. Yikes. I mean, it was one of the most metal fucking, the internet's a great place, but... I don't think they should have died over the snow shoveling incident, but... They should have gone to jail. <laughs> I think they should have been executed by the state, but not yeah, killed by vigilante justice. Not by vigilante, justice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not by vigilante justice. We must have peace in the streets. But I mean, this I, I is all, of course, assuming that he had deserved it, which there's probably a decent chance of that, too. <laughs> he doesn't sound like a good guy. We don't We don't know all the facts. He might have been raping a pit bull for years, and they were just <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida man. <laughs> I don't know. I back in. Uh, that, that, that is something to say. Some Florida man Pensacola area was raping a pit bull for years, but that's not that's not mm. what we're getting. But he could have been doing something. That would have been funny if they're like, you know, he's a convicted child molester. Like, what are you guys gonna do about it? Like, we're gonna shovel our snow into his yard. What's he gonna do about it? <laughs> like, what can he do? Well, they um, found out. But uh, yeah, uh, and then the other thing I've seen that just kind of perpetually shaping my views on gun control. Um, uh, was I saw a compilation on Reddit of combat footage where the enemy is visible. That was specifically the tagline. Yeah. So it's combat footage uh, from the point of view of, like, Marines and infantrymen and whatever, when they, like, roll up on somebody. Okay. And you can see the guy dying as they shoot him. And, I mean, they're, like... I don't know. I've never been to war, never planned to. Uh, I was prepping for Civil War, but that's a little bit of a different story. But... Yeah. um, I mean, we're talking. Well, that's why you went to the Capitol and did all that stuff. That's why I went to the Capitol. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was there. Um, but like, you'll just see our U.S. our military like chasing people down and like just chasing people down on the highway, shooting at them between cars. Yeah, chase them into a shop, and there's just civilians everywhere, and they're just unloading. Really. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And they're just screaming, like, get this, get some motherfucker, get some motherfucker. Almost every video was just like that. It just sounds like a bunch of teenage fucking goobers. Uh, that's literally what it is. It sounds like a fucking Call of Duty game chat as they're just shooting people. Just shooting the absolute shit out of them. So, I don't know. If you're old enough to go do that for corporate interests, I think you're old enough to shoot your neighbors. That's all I'm saying. That's uh, You know what? I would prefer I that, that we killed I our own people. I don't know that I'd run for Congress on that, but... I mean, I'm just saying, I, w- I, I would rather the troops stayed home and killed our guys instead of some other country. I'm tired right. of, like, other people right. having to deal with our, you know, internalized... I'm whatever. tired of dealing with it, you know? Um, I remember I remember idiots justifying the first Iraq war for me, where they were like, good thing we're fighting the war over there instead of fighting the war over here. And I'm like, have you ever Why? been in a line in Walmart? <laughs> have Did you ever you just see- wished... The military would come in and shoot the fucking place up. Uh, did you see that one? I think it was Bush's or Obama's uh, former CIA director, something like that, just recently was in the news saying that with what happened at the, with the Capitol insurrection, which, you know, wow. air quotes around that, whatever, with, mm-hmm. with the recent happenings, we're going to start having to use Afghanistan, Iraq war style tactics domestically. Here. Yeah. yeah, of course. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, not to get back, because you and I could talk gun control bullshit. I don't think there should be any restrictions on guns. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know um, you don't. Florida. Florida for the win. I don't give a I, shit. I but, um, think it's funny, too, because you would absolutely be one of the first people to die if there was no restrictions. And then. Oh, no. Come I on. would be the first. I would be the guy shooting the neighbors over the fucking snow. Yeah, but then the yeah. cops would show up not, and shoot you. Because so, so in your the world, fir- the cops have Not the first one to die. Maybe the fifth or sixth? Sure. Okay, fine. I meant first I'll day. I'll definitely get five. Fair, fair. Good. This is... I like that this is all on <laughs> the record. What kind of pussy do you think I am? I'll definitely... Hell, I'll fucking kill the dog. God, I'm just cringing as I'm sitting in the fourth row back at your trial listening to this play. <laughs> <laughs> and the jury's just like cringing too <laughs> yeah let, 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 let's talk predictions i'm gonna be in the orange jumpsuit not in my head just like yep <laughs> like the thicker than a bowl of oatmeal guy <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah i'm just like i'm like you heard it and Jesus. i stand by those words i'm a man of my word and nice. i'm like looking at like you just see i've got like a tally i've got like a little chalkboard i'm like you see five kills fucking <laughs> no i'm like babe ruth call my know, shots this might Don't be fucking a- shovel your snow on my yard Okay, well, it's a good fucking thing you live in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, for uh, this is probably illegal, but whatever. No, no, one listen, no, no. Fortunately, not, no one I'm listens not, to this. This isn't a discernible threat. It's a promise. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Against the future. You know. Gotcha. In Minecraft. Right. Yeah. No. Roblox, whatever. Whatever you play these days, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how that that that'll hold up in court, <laughs> Your Honor. We were talking about Minecraft the whole time. You'll see we we retroactively mentioned it at the twelve minute mark that we were talking about Minecraft. The entire conversation was about Minecraft. Uh, you know the other thing uh, I saw in the news mm. that uh, speaking of the Capitol insurrection, right? And uh, you know, I still think there's a little bit of sore feelings on some of the right wing uh, elements of our nation. Oh yeah, they're they're butt hurt. This Time Magazine article. I know you probably didn't read it, but I shared it. I did not. But I think I got the I saw Reddit talking about it, so I got the gist. Let's start with the headline. So, again, Time Magazine, typical, like, shit lib paper, you know. (laughs) Uh, The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. All right, right off the bat. They just want to suck their own cock so hard. (sighs) I'm reminded, I'm reminded, just this is loosely related, but I'm reminded of, like, when Mitt Romney took credit for saving the automotive industry under Obama's years. Do you remember yeah. that? When he was running against Obama for Obama's second uh, term? Yeah. He was like, you know, I, I take a lot of credit for saving the, the automotive injury. He's like, you voted against the bailout. You said <laughs> it was a bad idea. Now you're taking credit. You just you just thought you'd show up like ISIS and try to like, like, claim it later. <laughs> claim it later. Yeah. But okay, continue. Time magazine. Uh, yeah. So they go on eventually, you, get, you know, they're, they're kind of laying out all these different groups that came together. The uh, I mean, they're all like basically the same people with different names, but Right. They get to, that's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across <laughs> industries and ideologies, blah, 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 blah. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. I just, Jesus Christ. Okay. Even to the extent that that is true, right? Uh, well, let's, th- yes. let's explain what they mean by rigging and fortified. It was a coordinated media campaign mixed with uh, targeted laws in certain swing states 
that bolstered elections yeah. and also tried to control the media narrative. Yeah. So nothing illegal per se, but certainly the same argument the Republicans were making. Literally the QAnon line. Right. And which is to the to again, to some extent, yes, there were a lot of different forces working together to kind of nudge things that way. Of course, people hate Trump. Everyone, even right. even fucking the the like elites that were going to make money off of his tax cuts, etc. I mean, not that they're going to fare any worse under Biden, but even those guys hated him just because he's so fucking embarrassing. Now, there's such a better way to write that story. Is basically my point. Like, why would you just show again? You're feeding the fucking little QAnon piggies their little their little meal. Ugh. I it, it sounds to me like when the bullied finally get. Onto a soapbox kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, um, because, like, it'd be like saying Stacey Abrams was part of the secret war to stop Trump, you know, yeah. because she registered more voters to turn George Blue, whatever the fuck you want to call Again, it. Again, yes, I understand. I don't think that's a I fair that statement. It's, yeah, I understand that it's fairly benign, roughly. Right. But just using that nice. language is just so goddamn stupid. It's just so on the nose. <laughs> That it's literally gloating, but what fucking the writer at Time Magazine had nothing to do with it. Well, I guess. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess. don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It, it, it is definitively like, see, we did. We all did it. We all came together and put up Biden, a, a 90-year-old fucking diaper baby. But yeah. uh, to beat I, uh, Trump, a 100-year-old obese diaper baby, whatever the fuck, you know. I would just hate that if I was one of the people listed as part of their air quotes cabal in there. So I'm like, great. Okay. I'm going to have fucking bomb in my mailbox next week. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what it's, like, it's begging for. Of course. Like, that's like saying, what's his name? Jeff Tradich, the fucking. Oh God. Yeah. The, the, the Twitter, reply guy, the Twitter couch warrior. Yeah. Fucking keyboard warrior. All he is is a cunt uh, yeah. to Trump. And that's his idea of fighting the resistance. I, I, I saw that on Reddit when people were like, after Trump got banned, and Jeff was like, I guess I'll just go read a book or something. I was like, oh, it, sign off. Your, your your time on the watch is finished, brave soul. It's like, uh, can you think of something less important than being the guy that just makes smarky, snarky remarks to Trump on Twitter? Like, I guess think- the, I guess his fans, but that's it. That's the only... <laughs> people- the people that retweet the that redditors that that were yeah, cheering yeah. him. It's just, it, I don't know. It's I, I subscribe to our conservative. Yeah, and they, obviously. That's how I know about the article because our conservative was like they had like highlighted the part where they're like passed special laws to they're like see the election was rigged. Oh, so we're complaining that Russia coordinated a media campaign to sway the election, and that was why uh, Trump need to be impeached. But all of a sudden, a bunch of people openly coming out and being like, yeah, 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 we all coordinated. We uh, decided we were going to control the media and the narrative and force laws through, not force laws through, but push laws through that helped our candidate win a national election for president. Yeah, but it's which is fine. And again, I think that the focus of that should have been actually this is normal, not Hey, let's throw around the world cabal and make sure everyone knows that anti-Semitism is right or what. Like you know, it's like they're begging people to kill George Soros. I don't know. This it's, this secret ring of Jew liberals. Yeah, coordinating like ah, I don't know. Like the, I, uh, again, using the word cabal, you, a little on the yeah. nose, a little on yeah. the nose. <sighs> I wonder. I wonder if it's just a jab because we really gotta get to this fucking episode. But I wonder if it's just a jab at Trump. Because things are kind of going to shit for his impeachment trial. 
I mean, I suppose, but A, he's not going to get prosecuted for that, clearly. There's no way in what, hell. What, the, uh, the insurrection? The Senate is not going to hold him responsible. So he's going to uh, be fine. I don't know that that's ever the point, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, the, I don't think it's realistic that uh, enough Republicans are going to come together to vote to impeach a guy who's already out of office and yeah. probably won't live to see the next election. No, 0% a- chance. The, and the idea that Trump, now having been silenced... The, the Trump now is not the kind of innocuous, sort of ambiguous, lovable goof Trump from 2016 who just says racist things. He's uh, damaged goods. I don't think there's any danger of him uh, running for office in, in 2024. No. I also don't think his so-called Patriot Party or whatever the fuck he's going to do or, or or his thing, I, I don't think that has any long-staying power. He is weakened and he's going to get weaker. I don't see that as a big issue. No, I mean, I, even the Q I, guys are sort of fed up with him not having done yeah, anything. Like, why won't you fight? Um, yeah. But um, Stick to the plan. <laughs> I like that he pocketed $75 million, uh, to fight the good fight and then didn't do it. Uh, it's just an extra fucking fart in their face yeah uh but i i i don't think that's really the point i think the point was just to drag other republican senators through the mud who have been kind of hanging on by the fences during this whole fucking thing who were happy to be like oh the election's a sham it's bullshit i'm you know blah blah and then the then the insurrection happens quote unquote insurrection uh, there has to be a better word that just shows how pathetic and impotent it was but um because insurrection just sounds too cool for what it was but it does i i i, I think I think the whole point of the, the the trial is to make other Republican senators go on record and have to defend this shit when they've been kind of sitting on the fence on it. Yeah. You know what it felt like thinking mm-hmm. about it? The whole thing felt like um, a, a movie that would have come out in the 80s where the kids like take over the school for the day. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like dumb hijinks. Of, uh, yeah. I was thinking of that really dumb movie. Uh, I think it's called Airheads. With Adam Sandler, yeah, 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 yeah. Brendan Fraser, the, right? I think. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. yeah with Adam, I, I always remember Adam Sandler mostly, but they yeah. take over a radio station, and like it just turns into this political, politicized capitalist bullshit. We're like, you guys got a real name for yourself. You got a guy. They're like, no, it's here for the music. It's like you guys are a bunch of goofs. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Couldn't win yeah. even if you could, but uh, I don't know. Think of another word, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we but do speak, have the Bible. But speaking yes. of shadowy cabal pulling the levers of power. And countless deaths as a result. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. Way more, in fact. Uh, welcome to the Revelations podcast. We're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. I'm Grant DeVoist. I'm Cole Delusky. And I think we're, we're, we're like extra energized, extra excited, super long uh, cold opening because yeah. I am excited to get in this Bible. I'm just so amped. We're going to finish Esther today. Yeah, and we are. Holy shit. That's right. We're on episode 122. And we're on our third episode about Esther. And like Cole said, I think we're going to be able to wrap it up. It's all kind of one wild slip and slide ride right into the finish. So uh, just going to zip it's, on it's down. It's kind of it. funny. A little bit of a spoiler. We will get into it. But a little bit of a spoiler. I was asking uh, uh, Missy. Like, I'm like, do you remember the end of Esther? She's like, uh, she's like, I'm assuming a whole lot of blood. I was like, yeah, but she's like, because that's the end of every book. I was like, oh, because she's, she's been listening to me talk about the Bible all this time. Well, to if to catch your drift a little bit, I don't remember it being this way in the slightest. Oh, really? I remember uh, them being saved, but that's it. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into the rest of it <laughs> uh, as we as we approach it. Um, so, what happened last? We had uh, we'd closed out chapter five of Esther with her 
doing this weird kind of dragging King Xerxes along where, uh, she, you know, she went to his presence, which was dangerous, asked him to come to a banquet. And instead of asking for what she wanted at the banquet said, you know what, actually come back tomorrow, which kind of alludes to this idea that she's got some sort of a big master plan. Right. Um, I, I, I think say. it's kind of like a, um, she's buttering him up. She knows that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach and she's sucking his stomach's dick. Sure. It's the game of court, though, right? Of court intrigue, of moving her pieces carefully, of getting him ready, right? Like Cole said, buttering him up, making sure that everyone's right where she wants them. It feels like this story is supposed to be kind of an intricate uh, intrigue story like that, right? Like it's supposed to be this grand master scheme, but it's so goddamn simple and stupid that it falls short of that for me. I I was really disappointed. Uh, We'll cover it more when at the end of this episode, certainly on the recap. Because I compare this story to, like, Ruth, where it's a one-off where you have a beginning, a middle end. Hey, here's the people. Here's the sort of core conflict. Here's a woman using her tits and guile to, like, win over a man and get things actually done. Yeah. Uh, and use his money and influence and kind of suck the influence out of his cock. And and then hooray. Yeah. So, uh, whereas this this has a lot more moving parts and kind of I think just shows a little bit more sophistication in storytelling. And the biggest problem with this one is that it's so far-reaching and so significant historically that it kind of falls on its own petard as it uh, does not have any historical basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, let, let, let's just get into it. We're gonna yeah. have plenty of time to talk about it after the episode. And, Correct. And no one's gonna understand what we're talking about. But. Sure. So chapter six, it opens up. Now, if you remember, the very end of chapter five where we left off was Haman planning to kill Mordecai, right? His whole family was like, hey, he's just some little Jewish guy. You can kill him. You're the fucking right hand of the king. So rolling into- <laughs> Which is a, got- funny, is a funny bit, but yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. come back to the- The whole thing is like, what? You, it's just one fucking Jew. He's a piece of shit. I know you were going to like do a Holocaust, but we can also just kill the guy. Like yeah. his whole time, he was like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to kill every other Jew and him. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, we still- can also just kill him. Yeah, the family's like, still do the Holocaust, but kill him now and do the Holocaust yeah. later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you want to whet your appetite before the big feast. Killing Mordecai by impaling him on a 50-foot tall spike, that's like a piece of buttered bread before exactly. you get to your steak. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres, aperitif. Yeah. Now, the women and the children, they're the mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> God. So what's very important about that, the reason I bring that up, is because just imagine Haman, Haman, whatever, goes to sleep with the knowledge that the next day, He's going to skewer Mordecai and have all his problems melt away. All right. So he goes to bed. Meanwhile, cut to the palace. King Xerxes is also trying to go to bed, but he can't sleep. And they didn't have Ambien. They had wine. So I don't know why he's not just getting hammered. But instead of turning to wine, he orders the book of the Kingdom's Chronicles brought to him. He wants to kind of reminisce on the glory days, right? I get it. Uh, I mean, it's more like... I don't think it's the glo- – well, I guess it could be the glory days because it's very – Well, this is after I, he lost to the Greeks, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe that's why he can't sleep. A bunch of filthy Greeks beat his ass. Um, he's like, you know they fuck children, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, I lost to a bunch of boy-loving Athenians and a yeah. bunch of slave-raping Spartans. God. 
Awful. It's been a fucking rough week. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, as as um, as uh, Haman is sleeping peacefully, imagine all the different ways he's going to fucking split Mordecai like a log. The yeah. king can't sleep, and he's like, bring me the chronicles. And one of the things they talk about it was that assassination attempt. Yeah, five years ago-ish, right? This was back right as Esther ascended to the, the queenship. Uh, was when, yeah. roughly. I mean, we don't have the exact date, but it's implied that that's when it happened a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, because it, it said about so many years in his reign. Yeah, so he's sitting there, and he comes to that part of his history. I guess someone had made a, a footnote. Oh, yeah, by the way, on this day, uh, Mordecai, the Jew, came to the king's court and let us know about this assassination attempt. And so the king's like, oh, shit, yeah, I remember that. You know, somehow it got lost in the hubbub of whatever was going on, like losing to the Greeks. And right. uh, so he's like, shit, hey, uh, Chronicler, what did we do for Mordecai? Remember, I know I know he did this great thing, but like, did we give him like a horse or something? Did he get a gift card or what did we? Like, yeah. How did we, it, it, it's like when someone does you a favor and you remember that favor. I mean, it's literally that's what's happening. And you're yeah. like, did we write him a thank you note? Did I ever get back to him on that? Yeah. Um, I'm three and- weeks behind on my Christmas presents? Fuck. And his attendants, somewhat sheepishly, I'm imagining, go, actually, uh, no, we just, we didn't do anything for him. We just kind (laughs) of let it ride. Years later, you would find him covered in shit and wearing a sack outside. But other than that, (laughs) I haven't haven't seen him. Well, we're going to get into that, I think, on the recap, because I actually have some interesting ideas about Mordecai. But uh, the king then, he's like, oh, damn, we didn't do anything. Hey, and I guess the sun has come up at this point. He's been reading all night. He goes, who's, who's in the court right now? And as it turns out, Haman had just come into the court for the day, you know, after his perfect little night of sleep. He's all thinking about how he's going to kill Mordecai. Guy's fucking 10 out of 10, loving the day. And the king goes, Br- bring Haman in. Bring him in here. And, and and kind of the sort of, I don't know if it's more or less believable, is that the whole reason that Haman is there so early is he's like, ooh, I want to get a jump on this. I want to go ask the king to let me kill Mordecai. He's walking in there to ask permission to murder fucking Mordecai. Correct. And as he walks in the room, all jazzed about that, the king's like, oh, hey, man, just the man I wanted to see. We got to fucking brainstorm on this idea I've got. Yeah. So the king says to him, look, all right, uh, what should I do? He's saying to Haman, and, and you have to kind of imagine Haman's mindset here because it's fucking hilarious. He says, what should I do? There's a guy that I want to honor. He's just done a wonderful thing for me. I want to I want to let the people know how much I appreciate this guy. And He's Haman's like, handsome. oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Haman's like, I see what you're doing, King. I like it. I like yeah, what you're yeah, doing yeah. here. It's it's like it's like when you're like uh, you, you ask your, your wife and you're like, you know what? Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, my buddy, he's like looking for a gift for his wife. What do you think? Uh, what do you, think? <laughs> you got any advice? You know? And she's like, get him the biggest butt plug on the planet. You're like, God damn. I'm like, wow, my mistress is going to love that. <laughs> my wife is a freak. <laughs> no, but, you know, like the, the whole point is like, so the, the, the subtext is the king is asking, hey man, hey, what would you do for your favorite guy? If you had a guy you wanted to honor in front of the entire nation, he's that good, you know, what would you do? And Heyman's thinking, like, well, I'm obviously second in command of the king. I just coordinated a holocaust. He's obviously talking about me. Yeah. And again, very stupid story. I can't right. say that enough. This is so goddamn stupid. It reads like a children's book that anyone would take this <laughs> for even remotely historically accurate is batshit insane. 
Okay, let's just say right. that real quick before we keep going because it gets way dumber. All right, right. this is so, only <laughs> the so, tip. So Heyman thinks that he's kind of being given a blank check for himself. Yes. So he's like, oh, what would I like? Well, I guess I'd like to be given the king's horse for the day. Yeah. I'd like to be dressed in the king's robes. And I'd like to be paraded through town. Hey, here's my favorite guy. Yeah. With the king's crest on the horse with fucking princes, like, pulling him around, right? Like, basically, <laughs> basically get treated, be king for a day. Let's say, yeah. say what it is. Yeah. So, uh... You know, that's he's like just laying out this whole grand, crazy scheme of what would get him off, which honestly, it's really vain and stupid, because if I thought that was me, I'd be like a million bucks, a million dollars. Yeah. If I went to my boss and he was like, you know, there's this one guy who's just been doing a great fucking job around here. And I'm just trying to think about what he'd like. I'd be like money. I think. Uh, <laughs> right. He, he'd like money and he wouldn't. And he wants an official decree that on his birthday, nobody sings to him. That's the two bugaboos. You know? What if Heyman was just like a kiss? <laughs> I want one uh, of those royal. He's like, he's like, you know, it'd be great. A sponge bath. The king's like, With the king. With the king, huh? I mean, king's I, got like, All right. going. I got nothing going on. <laughs> I, got a, I got a window. So the king hears him lay out this elaborate description of what would be the perfect day for the king's little man. And what does the king say to him? He says, all right, Haman, I need you to go right now. Get the robe. Get the horse. Do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew. <laughs> you know that Mordecai at the gate? All that shit. All, I, I love him just being like, you know, that sounds fucking great. Uh, all that. Do all that for Mordecai. That guy you've never mentioned in person. Yeah. But- ever. Um, Does he call him Mordecai the Jew? Because we've already yeah. established that it's an anti-Jew alliance, so I don't know what the fuck. It, it he specifically calls him Mordecai the Jew in my book, at least. Mm-hmm. What verse is that? That is verse 10. 6-10. Yep, Mordecai the Jew, which is also <laughs> kind of just pa- paints the kind of, like, we've already established there's a Holocaust coming in two weeks. I don't right? know how aware the king is that that's for Jews. Uh, because he just says there's because uh, Haman's pretty vague when he explains the Holocaust. He's like, I want to. Ki- there's these people that have been scheming against you. They're all over the place. They're like rats. I want to kill them all. He doesn't actually say Jews at any point. I don't think. Okay, all right. I don't. I think you're right on that. And the king we'll, just we'll doesn't give enough of a shit to ask who these people are because he's well, such you- a great ruler. <laughs> I also like just sort of the implied racism. Hey, there's a group of people from a single geographic location and a similar religion, and I'm just going to paint a wide brush on all of them and say, let's yeah. kill them. And the king's like, say no more, fam. Here's my fucking <laughs> ring. Here's my Go signature. You, you know, whatever. I got, Go I got, nuts. I got, I got uh, nights and nights planned where I listen to my own tales. Yeah, he's, he just wants to party and read books. Look at his old yearbooks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I think I'm going to say it. I think Xerxes is a little depressed, but anyway, <laughs> it's the Greeks. I mean, he doesn't seem particularly in control of things, you know. No. Like the the story starts with him; he can't even get his wife to respect him, and he's yeah. the king of everything. And, and now he kind of just seems like he's a mopey guy. Like, what's that? My wife's outside. She just wants to have a a, a banquet. Oh, he's so excited. Oh, that sounds lovely. It's sad. Oh, <laughs> you're the king, man. Show some respect. He's like, oh, I want to do. 
I just want to wake up and do something nice for somebody today. Well, <laughs> so, will, will somebody get my varsity jacket out of the closet? I want to wear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of get a feeling of like when uh, that scene from Zoolander where he wants to make a fucking institute for kids who can't read good. You know, he's like, that'd be a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so hilariously. Here's Haman. What does he do? I mean, he has no choice, right? This is the fucking king of kings. He gets the robe. He gets the horse. He himself puts the rope on Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, there you go, bro. I, I'm getting like, a, what, was it Iron Man 2? Where that's the know. ending of the movie? Iron Man 2? He, he goes in front of Congress, and they're like, you have to give us your suit. And he's like, how about you eat shit? And then yeah. like at the end of the movie, they're putting a medal on him, and he's like, yeah, hey, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, no, I think it was Iron Man 3. It was the same senator, but because he saves the president's life. Uh, no, it was Iron Man 2. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But they like the congressman that... like. He was fighting with, trying to, to give get him, him like the Medal of Freedom and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Th- that is roughly what's happening, except so much worse because <laughs> the hate that this guy has for Mordecai, I think, is obviously ridiculous in proportion. It's insane. It's not real. Like right. it's well, I mean, it's Hitler. It's right? he's basically Hitler. Yeah. Um, so it's imagine because he's brown. I guess imagine if Hitler had a boss who told him that actually, you know, those Jewish people you hate. Give him a ride in the carriage around town and <laughs> hey, sprinkle I want you to him take with candy. George Soros and yeah. just take him to the carnival today and make sure he has a really good time. I mean, that was like an eight-year-old kid at the time, but sure. Grinding okay. his teeth. He's like, well, he knew. Yeah. So, Heyman begrudgingly, of course, with just, just smiling through the tears, putting his robe on Mordecai, riding him around town. So, it's afterward, he, uh, he gets Mordecai back to the gate. And uh, it says he rushed home with his head covered in grief. This little fucking bitch. <laughs> um, I like this. Like, like Heyman runs home, jumps onto the bed, face down, just screaming into his pillow. His wife's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, Mordecai, I had to spend the whole fucking day parading him around town and shouting at the top of my lungs. My voice is literally hoarse from screaming about how much the king loves Mordecai. Yeah. Yeah, he he and, actually was having to proclaim that. He he was proclaiming, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. That's what he had to yell. <laughs> now, um, this is funny, the pivot here. So earlier, literally the end of the last chapter, his wife and friends and sons and advisors had been like, oh, you're just going to fuck this Mordecai guy up. You got such a big dick. You're such a big boy. Oh, you're so strong. <laughs> now, this time it says that his wife and advisor said to him, since Mordecai before whom your downfall has started is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. <laughs> God, just it's salt kinda, in the wound. It's kind of weird because he was like, guys, there's this dude, Mordecai, who's really pissing me off. And I don't know what to do with it. And instead of just advising him to take like anger management or like yeah. start working on himself or pick up a hobby, they're like, oh, you should fucking kill him. And then now that all this is happening, like, oh, Mordecai, the Jew. Yeah, you can't. You can't. 24 hours later. 24 you, hours later. What are you, a fucking idiot? You can't try to kill Jews. That would never work. Who, where did you get this stupid idea? So as he's being battered to death by the tongues of his family and his yeah. friends, who should show up but the king's eunuch to remind him that he has a second banquet to attend with Xerxes and Esther? Just, ugh. I and imagine he's just, just sitting there His makeup's being con- all streaked. You know? <laughs> Imagine, like, the eunuch walks in. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, hey, hey, man. And Heyman's just there with, like, tears in his eyes and, like, his whole family. He's like, oh, uh, hey, man, uh, you've got dinner with the queen in, like, 15 minutes. Um, Did you just say hey, man, on purpose? 
Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, clean your shit up and get it together. You, you got to get a barbecue with the queen. So please stop uh, crying. Just the puffiest eyes. The poor baby. <laughs> I guess. At least I'll be able to have chicken scallion or whatever the fuck was planned. I think they're going to eat some good food. So that's yeah. the end of chapter six. Chapter seven is going to go about as well as you would expect for Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> so, so chapter seven, Heyman picks himself up. Man, what a fucking day. At least it can't get any worse. At least, <laughs> you know, okay, so the first part of my day, that blew. Yeah. But at least I have dinner with the queen to look forward to. You know what? I- I'm sure I can turn this whole day around. Yeah. Some chicken nuggets, some honey mustard, a banquet oh. for a king. Oh, yeah. And you probably, you know, I, if I were him and I've had those kind of days where I'm like at a party where I've had some rough news in the beginning. Where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to chill in the back. I'm going to eat my chicken. I'm going to have my beer. I'm not going to be as involved because I don't have the energy for it. But it'll be nice to just get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And Should sure be that's fine. How yeah, Should like, be fine. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to be the center of attention today, but that's fine. I'm just going to listen in and see what people are talking about. I need a beer. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he rushes off to the palace, and uh, sure enough, they're sitting there. They're drinking wine. It's their second day of having these banquets, and the king yeah. says to her, "All right, you've been you've been teasing us, you've been leading us down this little path with your cutesy little banquets. I love it, but <laughs> yeah, can you please tell me what's up? What can I do for you, babe? I just want to make you happy, you know. And uh, <laughs> you want a new pair of tits? I got it. I got it. I got the best surgeon. I mean, I, that's a win-win, but." Um, <laughs> It, it, it is kind of, yeah, but we, you know, you, you ever be there and like your wife just like, hey, I brought you an extra coffee. You're like, hmm, that's nice of you. And like, oh, and hey, I made your favorite dinner. I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Yeah. What's going on? And then you're like, and she's like, oh, yeah, I just thought, I, I got you this back massage. Do you want a back massage? Like, are you, what, what did you do? Yeah. But he says to her again, hey, half the kingdom, you want it? It's yours, which I'll remind the audience is the perfect out for this whole problem, but whatever. <laughs> We don't, we're not going to say yes no, to no, that. No, 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 no. Trust me, trust me. When you get to the end of the episode, there yeah, is yeah, a technically yeah. a better option than just having a half a kingdom where you're safe and sound. You're not wrong. So the queen finally says, listen, uh, your majesty, if I've found favor with you, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition. And spare my people. For I and my people. Now, she, he doesn't know she's Jewish, remember? It was important that she hide that. She says, I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed, and annihilated. And if we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, okay, fine. Right? If they want to put us into slavery, that's fine. But no, this guy wants to fucking wipe us out. He wants to to, to completely rid the planet of us like we're fucking trash. And the king is, you know, now a little startled. Like, this is his fucking queen. This This is his Harley Quinn. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, oh, baby, I didn't know you had these problems. So what's, you're telling me that you and your people are about to be annihilated. Who who did this to you? What, what, what's fucking going on? I, I just love it, too, because he, presumably he doesn't know what race she is. He's like, what are you Puerto Rican? I don't know. <laughs> someone trying to, is someone trying to kill all the Puerto Ricans? Some, yeah. <laughs> I love because also the context is that neither Haman or the king know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming Haman is just dobbing a rib like, huh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> That's but... right. Because Haman doesn't know she's Jewish either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone's just kind of like, she's like, yeah, my whole people have been an island. And I can just imagine Haman be like, that sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, there's got to be some little part of Haman's brain that's like, hey, I have a plan like that for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Like, yeah, I just imagine he's kind of disengaged. He's just fiddling with his peas on the plate, be like, what? <laughs> Wait, Holocaust? <laughs> yeah, I want to do a Holocaust. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, does did he like do you have like his notes or something? Like, do you have, like, like <laughs> This guy's smart. So she says train, The King says, Who say. is this? The king says, Who the fuck is this? Who 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 I'll get him. And of course at this point Esther turns and points across the table at our dear friend Haman. She says, <laughs> An adversary and enemy. This Vile Haman. And of course, now, of course, Haman realized the trap has been sprung. The dumbest fucking trap of all time, by the way. Very simplistic. Not as anywhere near as fun as I was hoping it would be. Um, but it has been sprung. It, so, it, it gets funny. Let's just finish it up. So so the yeah. king hears this. He's like, that son of a bitch. I got to go to the garden. I got to I gotta cool off. I haven't made up my mind in the situation. My, my, my girl is pissed at my best friend, and I got to think about what I'm going to do about this. So he goes out inside to the garden. The second he gets out, Haman is like, oh, fucking queen. I'm, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, he's like clawing at her like, please, please. You got to take it back. You got to take it back. The king comes back, yeah. sees Haman clawing at his girl. He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm out for one second. First you try to kill her people. Now you try to rape my girl, bro. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> not not how I would handle it. And I love, I love the Bible. I mean, because this is... Not the right move. The the king goes, oh, you motherfucker. And <laughs> as his words spoke, somebody puts a bag over Haman's head, Guantanamo style, and that's like it. That. Yeah. Oh. Which, honestly, I'm surprised that Haman wasn't already killed by these, like, overzealous guards, you would think. But fortunately, yeah, he's yeah. not. I would also be pissed at my secret service that this guy just... <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, you let him do this under my nose? I don't nose? know if I would just let you jump all over his wife. I, I would honestly, there'd be a lot of heads and backs on that one. So, conveniently... They got into the capital? <laughs> conveniently, the king says, hey, you know what? Uh, or one of the eunuchs, rather, says to the king, you know what, sir, there's a... Haman, who now you clearly want to have executed, he had right. just set up this 75-foot-tall pole right by his house to impale someone on it. Why don't we stick his ass on it and let him slide <laughs> down the pole? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because Haman never got to explain what the pole was for. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he built the pole first, which, guys, I don't know if you're listening, but you're going to want to do it. You, you want to get approval for the pole. You don't want to just jump all in, you know? Yeah. The, putting that pole up there is like when you buy a Lexus and put the little boat, it's in your driveway and you're hoping it goes well, but yeah. I probably would have gotten permission first and talked it out with my wife before the surprise Lexus. Buying a $70,000 car. Yeah. But the pole's there anyway. And you just like, Hey, there is, are you trying to kill somebody? Cause there is a giant fucking pole in front of Heyman's yard. Just sitting there. I don't know what it's for or who it's for, but I mean, yeah, you know, when you got lemons, make lemonade. Yeah, you can impale anyone on that pole. There's no one that's they're perfect for that. Right. So, of course, the king says impale them on it. And they do that that very day. And the king's fury subsided. He could finally sleep again, I like to think. I'm, I'm imagining him, him like watching um, Heyman just be split like a log. Yeah. Uh, as that pole enters his ass. Yeah. Just kind of looking at uh, Esther being like, that gives me an idea. <laughs> oh, no. He's <laughs> like, Jeez. my belly's full of ribs. My bloodlust has been sated. I've got a weird boner going on. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's what I think would happen if I were in this place. Um, That's so what I felt after the shooting. You have to imagine that they... Interesting. Uh, you have to imagine, with the earlier comments on this episode, I don't know... 
You're making a nice little breadcrumb straight from uh, Quantico to your house. Um, okay, so that's the end of chapter seven. No, we can't uh, use that joke. I just, <laughs> just you'll have to bleep it. I'll bleep it. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of chapter seven. Chapter eight. Now let's see what's going to happen. Right. So it seems to me like all the Jews' problems are solved. Right. Doesn't it feel that way? I mean, the the, the master of the Holocaust is dead. I I, I think. This is the part of Bi- the Bible where it just gets fucking goofy. I, if I were writing the story today, if someone were pitching the script in Hollywood, that would kind of be the implied notice like, oh, yeah, everything's good. But if you were pitching the script in like Bollywood, then you would continue on with the rest of the story. Yeah. And it's uh, quite a bit fucking crazier than you might expect, I will say. Right, so so the Bible, so that's the end of chapter seven. Haman's dead. Chapter eight, the king is like, you know what? That was great. Guess what? Bring fucking Mordecai in here. Uh, you know, we killed Haman. Bring in Mordecai. Guess what? I'm giving you my signet. I'm giving you my ring. I'm gonna give you a kiss on the cheek. You're a fucking great guy. You get to now have his job, which I don't think is how it works. No, right? Like if you spring a trap on someone. It's not. Yeah, it, it'd be like if like there was like a pool boy who went out and said, "Yeah, by the way, just so you're aware, the attorney general statutory raped me," and the president's like, "Oh, well, we can't have that." Sacks the attorney general and then goes to the pool boy. It's like, guess what? You're the attorney general now. True. Now, what if the pool boy also had a long, was an attorney and had a long running, good standing with the president? That would possibly be you. A more likely scenario. Mordecai lives at the gate. He okay. is a basically a hobo. That's what you think. And that's what I thought until I did some reading today. And I was going to save most of it for the recap, and I will. But at the gate most likely means he was some sort of a judge. Remember how mm. the king used to judge things at the gate? I don't believe that for one fucking I mean, second. no, that's... It- Whenever being at the gate is mentioned in in like Persian cuneiform texts, that's usually what it means. It's a it's a low level public official that presides over certain. Uh, but like, it never the the gates is a location. There are other people who are at the gate. The gate was also a marketplace. I understand. The guards are at the gate. I don't the think way there's that- any mention outside of this. Mordecai goes to the gate because he's trying to hear for news about Esther. There's no implication that he's a fucking judge Correct. anywhere in the fucking text. Correct. The, what is interesting is that there's a guy named Marduka, which, of course, would be maybe yes, like I a Persian. Yes, I did my research. I know who the fuck Marduka is. Who was an official at the gate during this time, during the time of, of Darius and then Xerxes. So some people tr- – now, here's the thing. There's. I read an entire uh, academic paper written by a, a biblical scholar about whether or not what it's a likely oxymoron. Well, the guy. Here's the thing: is that he would have you would absolutely agree with him, and that while a lot of biblical fans try to point to Marduka and another Marduka that's mentioned as an actual like vizier type financial high up guy, uh, might be. The biblical Mordecai, he points out that there's absolutely no reason to believe as such, and that it seems like complete horseshit, and that this is probably just a fable. So, there you have it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, when we get to how the story ends eventually someday, uh, yeah. we, we, it's going to get more and more unreasonable. 
Correct. And sort of ridiculous, the, the tale that this takes. It feels already, like a Nicolas Cage movie, doesn't it? <laughs> already, we are talking fucking nonsense. That yeah. there just happen to be all these chain of events that come together. And now Mordecai is being raised above all the princes to be second in command uh, from a race of people that were almost genocided last week. Yeah. Um, it, it feels to me like uh, it's because Xerxes is really an absent leader. I think it's a shell of who he used to be, maybe, because of all this shit that went down. He's always getting drunk. He's can't sleep at night. I just don't think that he has any oversight of his kingdom. That he was a warrior, and now that he can't be that anymore, he's fucking hollowed out. This is all very, obviously, incredibly fucking... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, on a... What we know about Xerxes the first compared to this might not even be him. We're making Correct. assumptions that it's him, so we can't even use the historical record of Xerxes the first to say this this makes sense or is in character, out of character. It doesn't fucking yeah. make any sense. So, um, for whatever reason, um, it's clear that Xerxes didn't even know it was the Jewish people, as far as I can tell, because um, he knew that Mordecai was a Jew, but he also wanted to exalt Mordecai, I think if he knew that it was the Jews they were planning on exterminating, that he would have had some, you know, cognitive dissonance about that. I, I don't know. It's obviously just the the main line here, I think, is it's all so fucking unbelievable. It's just stupid. Yeah, but, that the king is uh, down like a clown for a Jewish pogrom, but then at the same time, like, just... Uh, his favorite guy is a Jew. Now, uh, we'll get to that, because my Bible, Esther is one of the few books of the Bible that makes a no mention of God. It only yeah. has vague, vague references, for instance, uh, when Mordecai's like, yeah, even if you don't try to save the Jews, deliverance will come. Yeah. That's a vague reference to God, not a direct one. You know, yeah. It's not saying God will deliver us. It's like, don't worry, we'll be fine. Some somehow. force will. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, mystical and not so much religious. And then yeah. my Bible's concordance trips over itself again to be like, oh, notice how it was interesting on the night that Mordecai was to die the king couldn't sleep and just happened to be reading the section about Mordecai saving his life. And then happened to Haman happened to walk in right as he said it. So yeah. these, these sound, these things are more like literary inconsistencies that seem unbelievable. But if you're a dumb sap fucking idiot who believes this bullshit, you'd go, Oh, that's divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a hard pill to swallow, but regardless going into chapter eight, what should happen? But of course, now that Haman is dead, he takes the the substantial uh, estate of Haman, passes it to Queen Esther, of course, who uh, revealed this treachery that was afoot. Mm -hmm. um, Mordecai comes into the presence of the of the king, and and basically Esther reveals everything. You know, hey, this is kind of like my dad. Basically, it's my cousin, but he raised me. Uh, the king immediately, no questions asked, takes off his signet ring. With which anything can be done, basically. It's like having the fucking president's little signature box. It's the, it's the hand of the king, kind of. Exactly. Hands it to Mordecai. Boom. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> this guy's checked. This guy's checked out. Uh, yeah, he's just like, hey, man, do under the whole fucking nation whatever you want. Be like, you know, I have no economic chops whatsoever. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, of course, Esther passes Haman's estate to... Mordecai, so that he can have a nice place to live, because she already has a fucking palace, right? Who cares? I just get the vibe. He's like, you know, you've been good to me. Do you want to be, like, Secretary of the Treasury or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you uh, want to be a Secretary of Education? You gave me a bunch of money, right? Yeah, you're fine. Get in there. 
it seems stupid that she has to do this because this is again, this is like the next day or days or whatever. Because we already killed Haman, we already revealed his plan. At this point, Esther now has to go back to the king, falls at his feet, and says, "You know, oh, by the way, the Holocaust is still on. Please stop it." <laughs> it's just it <laughs> like it, it how did that? Of, it, I mean, the, the note is out, and that, and that's kind of again when you start to get how ridiculous the story gets. So. All the provinces know that a Holocaust is coming, and they are, like, sharpening their knives, and they're getting their special, like, kicking boots. Um, yeah. And they're gearing up for this. And Esther is like, hey, I need you to write this letter saying, hey, oopsie-doopsie, uh, control Z. Yeah. Let's not let's not do that. So she goes to him. He extends a scepter, which is a big deal, because otherwise she's to be put to death. Right. And she says, you know, you know if you still love me, king, which... Come on, don't be so humble, <laughs> you bitch. Can we? Can you please stop this disaster from falling on my people? Can you please rescind Order sixty six? Right? Let's let's yeah. save all the Jews. And of course, he's like, "Hey, are you kidding me? Fuck Haman. Fuck his little Holocaust nonsense. Look, you got the estate, you got the ring. Do whatever. I don't even care. I don't Undo even like it. that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's like honestly." He was- the Holocaust was a bad idea to begin with, I think, now that I now that I really <laughs> think about it. <laughs> the, more I, the more I hear about this Holocaust, the less I like it. Um, it's, it's such an ordeal. You know, that the Amy funny- guy, he was a deep state, never kinger <laughs> from the get-go. I never liked him. The funny thing here, the king did not learn from his mistake. So, right, his mistake in the first place was when Haman came to him and said, hey, there's these people, they're a problem. And the king says, I don't want to hear about it. Handle it. You know, right. here's my ring. Do whatever you want. And instead of learning from that lesson that, hey, maybe you should rein in the power a little bit and not just dole it out to everyone to use as they please, he's doing the exact uh, same fucking thing. (laughs) Based on racist prejudice? Yeah. So instead of saying, hey, yeah, undo that, but let's not go overboard, he just says, here's the ring. Fuck it. You know, go deep. I love love this. Uh, 8-8. You yourselves write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name. And seal it with the king's signet ring. For whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring, no one can revoke. The irony that the whole reason that they're doing this is to revoke the previous order that was signed in the king's name and with the king's signet ring. Yeah. I mean, well, the idea is that it can't be revoked. We can't call it back. We can write a new one, a new executive order, basically, on top of it that cancels it out. It is an executive order, literally. So you can't. It's not enshrined in law. You don't delete one. You just make a newer one that cancels it out, right? It's yeah. Very. I, I, uh, I, I imagine. I imagine like Mordecai's just like reverse Uno card and signed. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just undo the Holocaust, though, does he? So the summon the the royal secretaries are all summoned to write all these fucking what hundreds of letters they got to send out in seventy different languages or whatever. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um. So they they have to write all the way, you know, there's letters going to India, to Egypt, and every fucking place in between. So Mordecai starts writing this all out, signing these things with the king's name, of course. Now let's talk about what this edict says. It's a little fucked up, starting in verse 11. The king's edict granted the Jews in every city the right to assemble and protect themselves, to destroy, kill, and annihilate. Again, the exact same words used for what was to be done to the Jews. But they're allowed to destroy, kill, and annihilate the armed men of any nationality or province who might attack them and their women and children, and to plunder the property of their enemies. So he's just going. He's like, hey, 
what he's like, what can we improve improve on from the original Holocaust now that we're doing a reverse Holocaust? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's kill the women and children. Put that write that down. Write that down. Write that down. That part is definitely still a thing. Let's kill all the women and children. Let's also like loot their fucking corpses and shit. That'll be great. <laughs> and and also let's schedule it on the same day as the original Holocaust. Like just in a severe twisted fucking I don't know. It's a lot. It, it's 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 fucky. Um, yeah, because he's like, yeah, make sure you kill everybody and, and all the women and children and take all their possessions and and, and have a good old plunder. Yeah, which so, comes back into play later. But yeah, uh, so they send it out to all of the provinces mm-hmm. uh, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Yeah. So to sum up what happens next, basically all the Jews get wind of this. And all the people who were planning to execute the Jews, they're sharpening their knives. They're yeah. showing up like, oh, it's go time. It's going to be like a fucking Black Friday where they're all just like they're, – they're almost fighting each other to get in there and, yeah. and, and, and snatch up these deals. Because the Jews were hated in a lot of places, right? Even in their own hometown, even even in Jerusalem, there was those guys who like were anti, anti-Jew. For some reasons. So they were super pumped. And so getting this news from Haman, they had to be like, oh, yeah, finally. The king got some sense into him or whatever. Right. So now, now <laughs> it's of about course, time. They're not sending no. their best. No. So, uh, sure enough, they sent them out on the royal royal horses, which are especially uh, bred to be fast, cool. Um, Mordecai leaves the king's presence, still wearing his royal garments, of course, with his own <laughs> crown on his head, because goddamn, he's running the place. Yeah, he's um, looking fancy. Yeah, and and of course, uh, Susa, the the capital city here. Uh, erupts in joyous celebration that now all the Jews that live there aren't going to have to be killed. Um, and they're having well, just a fucking party, right? It's more like so, under new management. Yeah, sure. It's funny because, uh, you know, before Esther went to the king a few days ago to initially request him to come to the banquet, etc., she had asked that Mordecai and all the other Jews who could hear about it fast and pray ceaselessly, for I think, for three days. So these guys are hungry as fuck, and now it's time for a party. Right, it worked. The fasting, the praying, it worked. God came through, or rather, the king did, in this case. And so now we can have a good old-fashioned festival. It's really cool. Um, it is pretty cool. I mean, it's a good holiday. And the word goes throughout all these provinces, all 127 of them, or whatever. And of course, what ends up happening? This is the funniest fucking part of this chapter, maybe the book. In every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews with feasting and celebrating, and many people of other nationalities became Jews because of the fear of the Jews that seized them. <laughs> oh, God, this is bad. Let's become Jews and, and try to get on this. <laughs> it's smart. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I guess it worked. Blows. They became Jews. I like that. Um, and this is kind of one of those things where when you talk about like uh, the Bible as one sort of consistent ideologically succinct text you know same god as always the god that made adam and eve is the same god that kills his own kid um yeah is that this is horrifying Uh, this is a horrifying story at at its core i I get that it gets whitewashed that like oh but how the wise esther was able to handle the police intrigue and blah, blah 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 you know palace intrigue but it's it's fucky well, it only gets worse, too, right, as we continue. <laughs> right, right. So that's the end um, of chapter eight. Yeah, so Mordecai is a big deal now. Everyone knows about him. Everyone's afraid of the Jews. 
there's this giant um, decree like, hey, by the way, everyone that was going to kill us, we now get to kill them. It's official. We wrote it down. You know, uh, grab your ankles and bend over. Yeah. You're in trouble, fellas. All the people that basically got excited about it, right, um, are have unwittingly revealed themselves to be enemies of the Jews. And, and I'm kind of trying to piece it together. So there was an official enshrined day that was uh, um, decided by casting lots. Yeah, uh, pure. the pure, pure pure lots. Yeah. And so to this day, of course, the Jews recognize Purim, which is yeah, named well, for those which, lots. Which is which is discussed later in, the, in yeah. this episode. But but basically, it was cast by lots. Hey, this is the day that we're going to do a Jewish holocaust. Yeah. Uh, they do a reverse Uno card. So that day is still coming, but all these people are getting ready to do the Holocaust. And the Jews are, have now the backing of the government. So when all their enemies show up to do the ass kicking, the Jews, you know, kind of coo them. Or, you know, they, they, they show up and then the military shows up and they kind of Myanmar their asses and fucking just go to town on them. Yeah. But, I, I think it's kind of a, another theme we've seen in the Bible where through the enemy's actions, God has delivered the enemies into the hands of the Jews. You know, uh, we, we, we saw kind of a very similar issue where they made him think that like, um, I think it was maybe not David, but the one where like they were fighting uh, the Ammonites, I think, or yeah. Moabites, and they like God made it look like there was blood in the valley. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I think oh. it was Edomites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's run out there and get them, boys. And then that's how they get guys. We, we see that a lot where there it's a constant, it's a uh, consistent Jewish Euro- trait, I guess, or trick or whatever to get your enemy to expose themselves and like storm an area so that you can get them later. That their own like, strength becomes their weakness in a way. Right, of. right, 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 right. Like you, you, you like, oh, hey, bro, the election's been rigged. Come to the Capitol, you know, and then you got it. Yeah. Now, it says that, th- starting in chapter 9, it says that all these people, you know, the 13th day of the 12th month, was, as it was approaching, all these people think that they're about to get to kill all the Jews that they hate so much. Well, suddenly the tables returned. Um, it literally says in my Bible, the tables returned. Uh, the Jews now are assembling in all these areas to attack those determined to destroy them. So now, hey, again, these guys offered themselves up as enemies of the Jews by willingly getting excited to take part in this Holocaust. So now, boom, basically they're marked for death. Yes. Yeah. They fucked up. Well, r- rightfully so, right? In this yeah, they were they were asking for it. Yes. Um, so, of course, at this point, no one can stand against them because everyone's a free. Even though the Jews were probably outnumbered, now that they have Xerxes' edict behind them, it doesn't matter, right? Mm. Uh, you got to... No one's going to stand up against them. Any of the provincial governors are going to help them, in fact, and probably had their troops help the Jews butcher these people uh, that had planned against the Jews to begin with. Mordecai, everyone knows who fucking Mordecai is. Now he's such a big deal, which is funny because he's not mentioned in any historical context. But uh, <laughs> Well, we're going to get to that. So so yeah. what the Bible is stating is that somehow there was a, a nationwide purge where enemies of the Jews, of which I'm assuming there were many. I mean, I think the Bible states 75,000 people died. Yeah, throughout the land. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, 916. The remainder of the Jews in the king's provinces gathered together and protected their lives. They did in self-defense. Uh, and yeah. had rest from their enemies. <laughs> and little George 70- Zimmerman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and killed 75,000 of their enemies. 
so my Bible, again, there's no evidence of this ever happening in any historical text. There's only kind of loosely there was a guy who had a name that might sound kind of like Mordecai. Correct. Uh, my Bible tries to state that this purge is in the historical text and was called a murder of the Magi. Uh, Herodotus uh, explains that there was a massacre of Scythians and Magi at the beginning of Darius's reign um, and was called the Festival Magophonia, or Killing of the Magi. Uh, here's the thing. I don't believe a fucking word of that, because we're talking about Xerxes the first, quote-unquote, maybe. Yeah. Um, Darius, for, for those of you who don't know, there is a Behistun inscription, which is a rock relief where Darius explains how he became king of everything. So we know who Cyrus the Great is and who Cambyses II is, Cyrus's, uh, I guess, heir. Yeah. Um, Cambyses II was supposed to be king of everything, king of Persia. Darius, who was a high-ranking official, killed Cambyses or got him killed by his brothers or there was a multi-war between Cambyses and his siblings and Darius kind of like interjected and cooed them both and killed them, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Either way... The line of Cyrus is dead, and Darius is just a, a usurper yeah. who then kind of becomes the head of everything. Uh, one of the consistent threads is that Darius blames the events on Magi or oh, Gypsies okay. or whatever the fuck you want. Like, oh, it So was that magic. he doesn't take the blame. Yeah. Oh, Cambyses II was twisted and cursed, and it was a wizard spell, and I had to break it by stabbing him a bunch of times, you know? It makes sense. But, you know, my point is that we already have an established event where Darius declares war on all the gypsies or whatever. Magi. Well, no, it's on the, the Magi are basically priests. They're a priest class in the Zoroastrian religion, which has been like, basically, it's just like if, uh, you know, suddenly America decided to kill all evangelical ministers. It's not a, mm-hmm. it's not like a people. It's no, uh, a job. It's like, if like, like all cops are bad. Whatever. I hate no, they were, they were respected uh, priests, right? Anyway, the point is, is like, we have that event and that's established. The idea that like they're trying to give credit for that, like, oh well, we do know that they killed a bunch of magi. That was probably this. That's probably what Esther's talking about. This thing that happened thirty years after the fact. Yeah, nowhere near the same time frame. Um, right. And like you said, it it was clear what they were up to. So uh, to to confuse that, I don't know. It's such the grasping at straws is embarrassing, frankly. You know. And we're talking about something that uh, – this is kind of what you see like when you're talking about like um, the historical evidence for like Exodus and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that by the Bible's own claim, these events were huge. And yeah. they happened within cultures that had very detailed written records. So it yeah. kind of almost makes them look like asses when you're claiming these things happened. And even the Persians and the Egyptians have no record of it. And specifically, God made them huge so that it would not be forgotten. Right. <laughs> like, hey, don't fuck uh, with the Jews. I just I just did a reverse Holocaust. Everyone's going to hear about this. By the way, Mordecai is one of the most famous people in Persian culture at this time. But no one's ever heard of him. And the closest we can think of is a loose gate guard named Marduk. Yeah, yeah. And that's just nonsense. Um, so, uh, yeah, not only is all this going on throughout the provinces, also... Esther goes to 
Xerxes and says, hey, yeah, so, you know, the Jews have killed a shitload of uh, these guys conspiring against them. Um, they killed the sons of Haman. Uh, cool. What, what's going on the rest of the, con- uh, the provinces? You know, like, uh, c- can we, like, go nuts? Can you really let the dogs out, <laughs> so to speak? Can we have a purge? Yeah, so he said, yeah, do it. And, of course, that's when the 75,000 people get, end up getting killed across the kingdoms. Um, and, uh, yeah, it says that was on the 13th day of Adar. And so on the 14th day, they rested and made a day of feasting and joy. Bada bing, bada boom, we have Purim, which is, of course, still celebrated to this day. Uh, Purim is a festival of rest from our enemies. Yes. Which sounds cute, but when it's rest from our enemies by a massive murder, I don't know, less so, maybe. Uh, I found a really good article about it today. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it wasn't written today. It was written recently, though. Um, oh, shit, where'd it go? It's uh, an article written in 2019 that says, Purim, it's a, it's in a Jewish magazine, Purim is our queerest holiday. Why aren't we celebrating it that way? And it's uh, queerest? Like, is it gay pride? Yes. And it's oh, got a picture of, like, a bunch of Jews wearing rainbows. And it's like, because Esther was in the closet about being a Jew. So it's about being gay. Um, which I think that's a really weird holiday to want to attach to since it's literally yeah. a, I mean, what's your, what's a, your point? Like, Oh, <laughs> Esther came out of the closet and then killed every person that disagreed with her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I that's guess. kind of a fun revenge fantasy. I get, I, I, it, you know what? Actually? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, they're just going after, um, kill all the homophobes. Yeah. I'm down. Kill the homophobes. They're just going after Kevin Sorbo and shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, they party the 14th and 15th. It's a good time. Yeah, remember that, this day, the Feast of Purim, the 14th and 15th of Adar. We always got to remember this day that we had rest from our enemies Yeah. by murdering everyone that disapproved of us, including women and children, catalyzed by the fact that fucking Mordecai... I mean, there was a loose piece, you know. I, I, there certainly wasn't, like, mass holocaust happening before this event that I'm aware of. Uh, and all this was really started because Mordecai's a cunt. Yeah. Um, and it worked out. It's funny. Everybody. It's funny because then Mordecai uses his seal that he still has, the king's seal, to send out uh, a edict to all of the provinces to let just the Jews know that they're just to celebrate Purim on these days, 14th and 15th of Adar, in perpetuity. So this is kind of funny. It's like whenever your boss gives you access to his email so you can send an email to the whole company about, you know, this new policy. And then since you still have access to his email, you like email all your friends too, like to everyone. <laughs> like, but you're like, Hey, if you're my buddy, we're having a barbecue this weekend. So show up. <laughs> it's like, a, Hey, I'm having a house party or whatever it is. But you know, he's I'm like, no, that's... the official seal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, everyone's using like no, the, okay. This is what you're using the POTUS Twitter account for. <laughs> it's better than its previous use. Uh, so yeah, they uh, they agree they're gonna keep having a celebration every year, and they still do it. It's great. I mean, I get it. If this was real, that would be a good reason to celebrate. I, I understand. And that's basically chapter nine. Chapter ten is literally three verses. Mordecai was great. Everyone loved him. He was second hand of the king, and he was famous across the land, which he yep. wasn't. So yay, because he worked so. for the good of his people. Hooray! Yeah. So it worked out for Mordecai. Fucking. Fairy tale storybook ass bullshit. <laughs> a, a fairy tale where the happy ending is genocide. 
uh, reverse genocide, I guess. I don't oh, know. Uh, we, left, we left one small thing out of Chapter 9. It says the rural Jews, those living in villages, observe the 14th, you know, the Purim, as a day of joy and feasting and giving each other presents, which I thought Aww. Jews didn't recognize Christmas. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> They've been doing it longer I, than Christians. I would love it that, like if there was like a – I got in an argument with a guy uh, who was being a ass about it. That's why I think about it sometimes. Because I was talking about Hanukkah. I was like, well, Hanukkah is kind of a recent thing, you know, like the celebration yeah. of it. He's like, oh, a recent thing? I'm pretty sure it's been around for a couple thousand years. It's like, well, you're absolutely wrong. Not but true. That's not what it came from. But even then, the actual celebration of it was really in response to Christmas, basically. Yeah. The way you know, that it was celebrated, yeah. yeah with Christmas, like Hanukkah was a holiday, I guess. And then Christmas is coming around. All the little Christian kids are getting to have fucking snowball fights and play with presents and talk about baby Jesus or whatever the fuck. And like, you know, kind of feeling like jealous. Like, well, we got to have our own holiday. Like, what if we did it with a fucking a whole fucking week of gifts? Not yeah. great gifts, but it's a week of them, you know. And we're going to have our own Christmas with hookers and blackjack, whatever the fuck, you know. Correct. Um, it's going to be many nights long, right? We're going to do it. They only have one night. <laughs> right. But I mean, what what, what is that's just so typical of religion anyways. I mean, they stole the bull imagery and L and all that and Christians that stole Easter from pagan stuff and the right. tree is from fucking Muslims Norse have mythology. Ramadan. That seems like a blast. Yeah, ugh. You know, I used to have to observe Ramadan. What do you mean? Oh, oh cuz you lived in Bahrain? Yeah, if you're if you're a Christian or not non-Muslim in, in a Muslim country, you, and you get caught eating or smoking outside, they will flog your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. I would just love it if, like, uh, it's kind of like, a, I don't know, that, that just gave me, like, imagery of, like, uh, like Anne Frank kind of style imagery. Like, you're just yeah. up in the attic eating crackers quietly, and then the fucking secret police <laughs> are like, is that, is someone eating potato chips? At yeah, I mean, all of them are, like, in their houses eating, too, pretending right. that they're not until nighttime. I mean, that's probably everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ever seen For a Catholic sure. at Lent? Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just shoveling Slim Jims into like, their mouths. Every it's last like one you're them. masturbating more, and you weren't supposed to do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was going to take a break from watching kitty porn, but, <laughs> you oh, <no>. know. <laughs> looks, like I, looks like I can't help myself. I'm like, pastor. Or not pastor but hey, they have kid. confession. It's fine. <sighs> Bishop well. O'Malley. You that said you is... were going to stop for one month. Okay, yes, we get it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a break. That is the Book of Esther. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much. We're going to have a recap. We can go a little bit more into this whole Mordecai conspiracy um, and, and some of the other fairy tale-ish themes of this <sighs> of this story. But it's a fun read. I mean, it was at least a fun story, even if it's dumb as hell. I think, and I, I don't know, because again, Nehemiah is kind of colloquially listed as the end of the biblical narrative and sure. esther is kind of the start of like the bullshit you know the yeah the lessons the morals you know and the kind of things where it, it's sort of wilding out a little bit um the idea that this poor virgin just by virtue of her perky tits and uh you know uh, uh fantastic face uh, was able to rise to power and stop a holocaust and her uncle becomes fucking basically ruler of everything. I don't know. And also they kill a bunch of people. Don't miss that part. You know, it, it's kind of a ridiculous story. And I kind of even wonder what's what's the point? What's the theme? Is it just 
I don't know. What, what is the theme of this story? What is the point? What is the moral from this? I mean, uh, I guess be tr- be true to yourself. <laughs> uh, th- I don't know. Let's, I, I, save, I just, let's save some of the theme stuff. I, for- I just imagine like a 17 year old girl just being like, to thine own self, be true. And you're like, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, shut up. I no, I mean it's 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 a tale of revenge and and not uh, not trying to kill everyone because guess what they might get your ass instead. I, I just I don't know when I think of Mordecai, I just think of a guy who was a total fucking asshole who started this whole train of bullshit in motion in the first place, and the only way he was able to get him and his people out of it was to like kill everybody else. It, it feels like. It feels like Mordecai uh, is in a rival gang, right? Yeah. And there's these two gangs, and all they want to do is kill each other, but they have a loose treaty. But Mordecai can't help himself from trying to fuck with one of the generals in the other gang, you know? Yeah. And then they happen to get entangled in a war, and the only way that they can win is if they kill all the other ones. And it was like, you could have also just not started the war, you could have also just not been an asshole. You could have also just not had to force all this thing. I guess the Jews came out on top and killed everybody else, so that's why it's in the Bible and is a quote-unquote good story. But I, you know, objectively from anyone else's point of view, I wouldn't be like, "Whoa, God is great! Look at how many fucking kids he got murdered." This yeah, weekend. definitely not. It's a it's an ugly mess. But hey, again. Someone learned their lesson today, I think. <laughs> I just remember, like, I, I saw the VeggieTales book. I don't, I, I never watched the end of the VeggieTales episode because I don't want to spoil it for myself. I'm going to finish it uh, for the recap, and I'm going to see if there's a part where they just start squashing the fucking peas Squash? and, and, oh. and mashing up tomatoes and shit that, are, that fucked around and then found out. I hope so. I, I, I mean, hope no, that it should be like all the bad guys should be meats and cheeses because you know the opposite of vegetables, and they make a charcuterie board at the end. <laughs> I hope a tomato just goes to a fucking piece of salami and puts an AR-15 to its head and says, "You should have kept your mouth shut." Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'd watch that. All right. Well, we will be back later this week with a recap of Esther, and of course, we will have uh, a new book next Sunday. The first episode in Job. Job the Miserable. It's going to be a really fucking sad story. So, a <laughs> long one, is, though. Job is a weird one. It, we'll, I don't want to talk too much about Job because yeah. obviously we'll have the fun. Of course it, not. I think I'm excited about Job because Job is the one where whenever I first told people, like, yeah, I'm going to do a book club. And they're like, oh, yeah? Like, what books are you going to do? I'm like, yeah, just the one. Just the one book. <laughs> it's going to take us a while. For like five fucking years, we're just going to cover it. Uh, hey, one day we'll get to another book. Yeah, one day we'll get to their book. Eventually, we're going to do, uh, you know, Cash 22 or whatever. But um, yeah. decades and decades in the future after we do the Quran and... Uh, yeah, all, all the biblical. We got to spread the love. Yeah. Um, but Job is the one that everyone was like, oh, let me know when you do Job. I can't wait. That's the... Fu-. Oddly enough, one of the most famous books of the Bible, possibly one of the most misunderstood books of the Bible, and and possibly one of the most fucked up ones. So Well, we'll be here getting to the bottom of that next week. So what's our uh, you, what's our Twitter handle? Okay, so I wanted to wait until now to tell you, but we don't have a Twitter handle anymore. <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> For people who know, this is the second band we've got. Yeah, it's like the third handle we've gone through. Or and something. I'll be clear. Know. I'll be clear. It's not funny. Your one job is to push our brand and get us followers by using our Twitter. Dude, getting a band do- is the opposite of your fucking job. I didn't do anything. Oh, oh yeah. 
Again. I'll go. I'll show you oh, every classic. tweet I've made in the what'd past you, two what'd weeks. What'd you do? What'd you do? What's this nothing I, you fucking? Did? I didn't. They didn't even send me an email this time. I think maybe they just figured out that. Uh, I think maybe they figured out that it was a banned account that we started another one of. Like yeah. somehow they put the numbers together. That, I mean, it's the same logo and stuff. So I, I don't know if they like uh, the past few weeks, dude. Yeah, I've been a bit of a troll. But I haven't been. Uh, I haven't we gonna have to fucking life? go on parlor because that's a dead end. Parlor's down. Uh, I thought it was back up. I don't know. Maybe we'll make a new Reddit account. What's that? What's that other one? MeWe or something or we? I don't know. Redditors fuck? would love our cringe bullshit. Uh, I don't like Redditors. <laughs> you be in, you be in, listen. You be in charge of our social media for a change. Yeah. See if you can do any better. Because I got us banned from Dank Christian memes too. That was the best place to try and look for people. We yeah. can start fresh. We haven't been on Reddit yeah. in years. So you can do that. <laughs> Anyways, we'll let you know next week out. where you can follow us on social media. We'll find something out. Uh, until then, if you need to talk to us, not that you have at all for years at this point, should, but yeah, fuck send us. us an email at a revelations podcast at gmail.com. I just saw a, I just saw a sweet news story. A mm. uh, 20-year-old Nashville YouTuber, Timothy Wilkes, was killed after he approached a group of guys with butcher knives as part of a prank robbery for YouTube, the shooter said he was unaware of the prank and shot him to defend himself and others. Uh, Timothy Wilkes, your Revelation podcast, Heyman of the Day. 